0: I'm publishing this episode a little bit later than I usually do because life happened, but this is a fun one. So here we are. I shared this as an Instagram post a few days ago, but as I'm sure you know, posts fade away much more quickly than podcasts do. And I kind of want these reflections to live on in a semi permanent way. Before we dive in, though, I want to invite you to schedule a free consultation with me in the next week. I'm going to be blocking my schedule for the whole of our winter break this year because that's what's working best for my family right now. So even if you're thinking out into January, I want you—I want to encourage you to get started now. There's really no risk. I don't like to push people when we're on a call. It's just an hour together to talk about you, what you're needing support with, and to see if coaching together would be a good fit. I really love working one-on-one with parents because together we create such a personalized path forward. So come see what it's all about. Just head over to juliamcgary.com. That's J-U-L-I-A-M-C-G-A-R-E-Y. Dot com, then click on coaching to get started. Can't wait to meet you. Now, let's dive in. I don't know if you know this, but I used to teach kids yoga. I taught for several years before my daughter was born, and it's something that, looking back, I think had a bigger impact on my own journey and how I parent than almost anything else I've done. So, without further ado. Here are four surprise lessons I learned from teaching kids yoga. Number one, sometimes you have to let them wear the yoga mat like a diaper. I had this one student in my yoga class. It was a, I think like an eight week series that I was doing at a school. I had this one girl who just wasn't into anything I had planned. I couldn't figure out how to engage her in in the class I wanted to teach. And she would just do things like pick up the yoga mat and wrap it around herself like a diaper. And then the other kids would, would follow suit. I was just so frustrated in those moments by my inability to teach a curriculum I'd been hired to teach because it was a specific program that I ended up reaching out to my mentor And you know what she said? She said, sometimes you have to let them wear the yoga mat like a diaper. This was the woman who'd come up with the curriculum. Okay, so in other words, even when you think you have a plan, when you have a direction, you want to lead them, you have to let go of your expectations of what it's supposed to look like and embrace what is. They might be feeling anxious or overstimulated by a day at school where everyone insists they have to follow the rules. They might need to let their silly side shine more than they need yoga or whatever else we might have had planned for them, right? When you do this for them, you're actually giving them what they need versus what someone else thinks they should need. And what they need is so much more important than whatever we had planned to teach them. Number two, everything flows better when we trust them and follow their lead. So this kind of ties into the last one, actually. When I first started teaching, I had lesson plans. I spent so much time planning my classes. I had activities to share and things I wanted to do with the kids and specific things I wanted to teach. And then they'd show up and have completely different interests than I'd anticipated. Or their energy would be through the roof and the little craft I brought along was just not a good fit for them. Or I'd go to read a story and make some cool connection and they'd be wearing their yoga mat like a diaper or just doing somersaults. Something that caught me off guard and wasn't a fit for the plan that I had made. It didn't take me long to realize that while having an idea of where I might take the class was helpful, clinging to that idea was not. I leaned into having a rhythm for my classes to offer predictability, and I offered my students a lot of flexibility within that framework. I started paying attention to who was actually sitting in front of me and what they needed on any given day, and I filled my toolbox with back pocket techniques that I could draw on based on what they were showing me. This has served me as a parent because I came into this gig trusting that my daughter would show me what she needs and that if I could listen and pay attention, I could figure it out, even if it looked wildly different from what I was taught. Number three, paying attention to their nervous system signals and responses completely changes your dynamic. I am so grateful that my yoga training emphasized the nervous system and that I had enough practical experience doing yoga with kids to develop the skill of reading their nervous systems. It's one thing to say behavior is communication, It's another to be able to understand what a behavior is communicating to you about that child's nervous system. If you can crack that code, it will change your perspective, your interactions, your whole dynamic. Number four. Most adults don't give children the level of respect they deserve. This one was a hard pill for me to swallow, y'all, but I taught yoga in a number of preschools in a very progressive city. I taught in elementary schools, and I was shocked by the way the preschool teachers, the elementary school program leaders, all of them, by the way they treated their students. There were teachers trying to keep kids from participating in yoga because they weren't listening in the classroom. They were trying to take away the yoga time as a punishment while they were behaving in the classroom, even though yoga would have helped their classroom behavior. There were directors getting in kids' faces and calling them liars. This is so true. I There was one woman who she was talking to me, and a child came out of the bathroom, and she said, hey, did you wash your hands? And he said, yes, I washed my hands. And she said, hmm, let me smell them. And she smelled his hands and she looked at him and she said, It's a lie. You didn't wash your hands. You need to go do that. Don't be a liar. Okay? These little experiences, these are the things that parents don't see when they sign their kids up for preschool. These are the things that might be happening off of our radar. It made me very, very selective about who I would leave my child with when she was young because I got to see. A dark side that I'm sure these teachers didn't show the kids' parents. This is why I work hard to create spaces that put children first. This is why I speak up for kids. Because I know what I believe kids deserve is not universal. Not yet, at least. And I know that their voices aren't big enough yet to be heard. You do not have to go with the flow and trust other adults blindly. Trust your instincts. Trust your child and speak up. All right. That is the episode for today. I hope that it creates a little moment of insight, perspective, maybe a laugh. I don't know. I had fun writing it. I hope that it's helpful for you and I will talk to you in the next episode.